Welcome to On The Line With. I'm your host, Hanley. On The Line With is an arts podcast with a deep dive on mental health, substance abuse, and many social issues and causes at the forefront of our society. Join me every second Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern as I sit with various guests to discuss their art, personal stories, and inspiration from behind the microphone. You'll be on the line with me, Hanley, every second Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you. Welcome back to On the Line with Episode 7, Season 2. I'm here with a very special guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself, so go ahead, my dude, and introduce yourself for everybody and let them know who you are. What's good, party people? This is Master Ace from Brooklyn, New York City, checking in. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you being on the show. Again, this is your host, Hanley. Uh, I just wanted to start off with the basics. That when did you start making your music? Like, How old were you when you first put out a record oh man i didn't put out a record until i was out of college i was 21 or something like that when symphony came out really yeah um i uh i didn't start doing any music professionally until 1988 when the symphony came out i mean i was in the studio maybe two years before that 86 87 working on demos but certainly there was no promise or guarantee that anything was going to actually come out you know uh commercially i thought i hoped but i didn't know the, the symphony and that album marley marley control were my first releases right no and and what inspired that release i just got i just got fortunate i was in the right place at the right time um i had won a contest a couple of years before that uh a rap contest and i got a chance to well the first prize was six hours of studio time with marley Marl, who was a very established and well-known producer in new Especially york city at that time at that time, yeah, he was already he had already done music with Biz Marquee, MC Shan, Roxanne Chante. R.I.P. Biz. Rest in peace, Biz. And so, um, I really, I mean, I was in college at the time, and I was trying to get my degree, and I really, I, I really just wanted to make sure that I got my six hours of studio time. I didn't know what that would lead to, but it ended up leading to building a relationship with Marley beyond the six hours, where he asked me to keep coming back and recording. Um, so after the six hours, I was still coming back to his studio recording music. And, um, the same year that I, uh, graduated from college, uh, he asked me to, to be on his, uh, on his album on Marlon Marlon Control. Right. And how'd that feel? Just getting out of college, how'd that feel? I mean, it was a little weird because my mom didn't really understand, you know, me pursuing this, this, you know, kind of a, it was really just a dream. It was a. A pipe dream it wasn't anything that you could really hang your hat on that there was going to be a guarantee oh yeah you know if he goes this route he's going to be a big success everybody's going to know his name there was no guarantee that that of that so my mom really wanted me to focus on getting a job you know i had i had this degree she wanted me to work on my resume and and, and start trying to find you know a job in 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 the field that i had gone to college to and, and learned and study when what was that? What did you go to college for? Uh, I was a marketing major and um, I had a minor in advertising. And my goal at the time, my goal was to get a job at an advertising agency so that I could like write some really cool, funny commercials for TV. I kind of really saw myself being the, one of the people that you know wrote the funny beer commercials and stuff like that. So that's what I thought was going to happen. OK, that's interesting. That's, never knew that. That's cool. 
And um, after that, uh, what comes after that? After um, his album came out, Marley Marley Control, of course, I was on one of the one of the well the the lead single, the main single, which was the symphony, and they shot a video for it. And once that video came out, uh, my name was my name was flashed across the bottom of the screen as I walked into that saloon um, in the Western scene. And once that happened, I became a an established uh, artist where people knew who I was. They could put a name with a face, and all of a sudden, I was somewhat of a commodity. So the label. I'm sure I looked at it like, well, we've now promoted this guy who we don't have signed because we put him in this video. We put his name on the screen. We put his face on the screen. It's only right that we be the ones to put out his first album and see if we can make some money on this kid. So I got a record deal um, probably the following year. And my first album came out in 1990. Right. And who did you first sign with? Cold Chilling Records, same label, same label as Bismarcky, MC Shan, Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, Roxanne Shante. So all the legends. All the Juice Crew legends, yes. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I just like hearing the name Bismarcky, like we've talked about it so much over the past few weeks. Like just thinking of his music and how it like inspired me as a young kid when I was making music with my friends and stuff. He was just that character, you know. Right. So even still to now knowing that he's gone it's crazy so his stuff's been on my spotify playlist non-stop for the last uh month or so as it should as it should oh i always always as you are my friend like i told you i've always been a fan i appreciate it well of course and uh after the first album what 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 came for you next uh, after the first album, I was in the studio working on my second album, and then there was there was a shift in the company. Um, their their distributor, which is Warner Brothers Records, sort of gave them an ultimatum that they had to pretty much cut the roster in half and get rid of a bunch of artists. I was one of the artists that was on the on the chopping block, and so my manager started looking for a new home for me, and he found the home out in Los Angeles with a label called Delicious Vinyl Records, which at the time was the home of Tone Loke and Young MC. They had both had platinum records with Delicious Vinyl. Uh, the label had interest in me, and I wound up signing with them um, in 92, 93, early 93. And how did you like that experience with them? I mean, it took a while to get adjusted because they were on the all the way out on the West Coast. I'm all the way out in New York on the East Coast, working on my album. And I didn't even really meet anybody from the label until halfway through the record when my A&R flew out to meet me in the studio for the first time. And, um, you know, he, he got to hear the music I was working on and they released that first album. Um, I was involved in kind of helping put together the marketing plan. They, 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 they took my input with the marketing and promotions. And um, that album came out to... To I would say uh, an under an underground sort of cult following of fans that that developed over the years. Okay. Um, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a commercial record. It wasn't a record that was on the radio. I had no songs on the radio, none of that. But it uh it definitely 
solidified me with a certain um, a certain group of hip hop heads that were into that particular sound that I was doing. Okay. Um, so, what was the name of that label again? I missed it. Oh, Delicious Finals. Delicious Final, yeah. All right. And uh, so let's think about music then for a second and music now. What do you find? Obviously, so much has changed in the genre. But personally, what do you find that you uh, do you have something you like more in this era than you did back then? Or do you have something you dislike more in this era than you did back then? The only things that are cool for me about this era in terms of recording and making records is the convenience and ease um there's been a lot of obviously technological advances in sound recording that allow you to do things faster um and easier um pro tools was probably the biggest thing that that came into play for today's music being able to if you record a a take of a, of a, of, a, of an artist or you record a take of, of your vocals, of your verse, and you decide you don't really like it, you can just delete it with, with the push of two buttons and record yeah. it again, and then you get down to take 20, and then you say, you know what? That first take was really the best take. There's actually a way to go back and find that. Whereas back in the day, if you erase something, there was no second takes unless you put it on another track. You couldn't save a take unless you put it on another track and literally saved it to the tape. Um, and so if if you recorded over that same track, that vocal was gone forever and there's no bringing it back. And so some of those kinds of advancements have been positive, I think, for the music. Um, you know, being able to record from just a laptop and a microphone. Th those are all cool advancements because they allow for the ease of doing features with people you don't have to if somebody's in texas or in you know the other side of the world in in in, in germany and they wanted to get a verse from me in the past i would have had to go and book a studio you know at 45 dollars an hour um engineer they'd have to pay the studio all this money and however long i took that would either come out of my money or they would pay for it straight up but now I don't have to leave the comfort of my own home. I got my microphone, I got my uh, my recording interface, and I got my laptop, and that's all I need. And I can record my verse and email it in two days. You know, they can start mixing their record. And yeah, so it's definitely. Sorry, go no, ahead. No, I was gonna say th those advances have been probably the biggest positives. Yeah, I'd agree. But I was I was thinking a lot of people have that answer because it is it is true. It is easier to work with. Uh, your peers around you now uh, than it was back in the 90s, uh, late 80s. Even like early 2000s, people were still getting used to the new programs and software and stuff. But uh, with what's come out today, it's so much easier to work with someone on the other side of the world than it was uh, just 20 years ago. Correct. Now, what you do lose in the process is you lose some of that that vibing, that in-studio vibing where you're in the room with each other and you talk and, you you know, potentially you might be able to come up with other ideas for the song or other little ad-libs or cool things that you can bounce off of each other. Like some of that in-studio in, in -studio vibing is lost 
with today's technology and, and, and some of that vibe it can actually lead Absolutely. to a, be, a, a better song a better song Absolutely, I agree 100%. Actually, I didn't look at it that way until you mentioned it. Because I'm just so used to the technology being there. Yeah. And people using it for a free-for-all. Uh, you, uh... So, obviously, then, it you found it much harder in the 90s than, than it is now. Now it's, now it's just, a, like you said, like a click of a button. Yeah, but then they have their disadvantages nowadays now too because because of because of the ease of being able to record like just in your bedroom or in your basement um there's 10 20 times more artists trying to put music out so the the marketplace is over flooded oversaturated with music bandcamp and this 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 platform that platform everybody's just dropping music like there's some cats some kids out there drop a new song a day you know yep. and and the marketplace gets so flooded that the fans can't the the fans can't possibly absorb it all so they gotta kind of figure out what they're gonna really give time to and everything else gets kind of put on the back burner never gets heard never gets listened to um and, and that's what i think creates that big hater culture now too maybe maybe you know, like, there's just so much stuff that people, they don't like it. They're just going to hate on it so it gets out of their out of their way. You know what I mean? But it, it never leaves. It's always there. Always there. And uh, so just a random question off the top. Do you have a, a track of yours that, uh, like, you, like, you have a favorite track of your own? I don't have one favorite. I, I It's easy for me to pick. A favorite from each album than to just pick one overall favorite um each album there's a couple of obviously like all the music because i put the record out but of course there's usually a one one song or, or one or two songs on each album that stand out to me as like i really like there was a certain feeling when i recorded this or a certain something about what the song um is about or maybe just the, the beat or something about it that gives me positive feelings and positive memories so I would it would be easier for me to say a favorite song from each album than than just one song from my entire career. All right, all right, fair enough. And uh, I saw on your Instagram you had a, I think the T-shirt said "Mental Health Is Health." Uh, I think it said um, it said uh, yeah because um, I was I, I I got it from. An artist named Jay Bear, he gave it to me a little while back, and I told him I would rock it, and you know, in something. And I finally found the right opportunity to rock it, so I rocked it in the video, uh, uh, for a song called Emmett Till. I'm featuring on, but the the song is actually by an artist from the UK, uh, called uh, Tremendous. What's good, y'all? This is Master Ace, and this song right here. It's called Emmett Till. It's tremendous featuring myself. Enjoy. I don't got fear. Fuck your God. I'm fucking God here. 
You possess the same traits as the woman you came out of Explains why you speak with your mother's tongue When they try to disrespect you or your culture You turn vulture in power Speak in your mother's tongue Yeah, it's only God you serve So their validation stays invalid Now you don't mess with these brothers Like your mother's son Don't get too close, keep it cordial like elderflower And on Sundays you bring flowers to your elders Go and give it to your mother's mum You turn up late every time To the turn up with gin and tonic in your mother's room Overseas you were birthed by a queen But over here they don't give a fuck where your mother's from Hands up nigga Better go hammer but it won't jam and video cam flicker And yeah I know you people they can't stem If things get out of hand cut off your hands And say you weren't driving on hands free But now you can your hands free The story of these character descriptions like I'm Stan Lee Cut 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 black if you move that's my plan A So anything you wanted to achieve Turn that shit to plan B By default I don't like you Your childhood is mine and tell your parents that their adulthood is mine too FedEx swarm won't say shit in front of red dots. This ain't no fucking TEDx talk. Snap it so they know it's real. Open casket so the world reveals. Imagine how your parents feel. Alright, Peter or my Emmett Tills. Snap it so they know it's real. Open casket so the world reveals. Imagine how your parents feel. Alright, Peter, all my images. Mr. Officer, Mr. Officer, if I had the virus, I would call for sure. That's my only recourse, it's laying I should divorce because of the hell that I call from ya. Don't matter if I know my rights, right? Cause we still be losing all them fights, right? Your heart's blacker than the Harlem Nights, right? And I knew I was in danger the first second I saw them lights. You only serve and protecting your own. And I was only a second from home A left turn in a couple blocks You let off more than a couple shots I was just reaching for my registration And then you reach without hesitation And now there's no turning back Why is everything turning black? He said Prayer hand emojis, God bless the dead All our soldiers are in jail, all the rest are dead Guess they trying to kill a threat before it can form One day there will come a historical storm We just waiting for the right time I just hope it happens in our lifetime And they can see how these limits feel This is for the soul of Emmett Till, for real Snapping so they know it's real Open casket so the world reveals Imagine how your parents feel Alright Peter or my Emmett Tills Snapping so they know it's real Open casket so the world reveals Imagine how your parents feel Alright, Peter, on my Emmett Tills. Woken, I'm never tired. <laughs> I guess we both resist to rest. I suggest you don't resist to rest unless you seek your death. Greet, oppressed, beef, and heat, invest. I'll be discreet instead. On a calm day, pull up in you and your cute fiance. Or maybe I'll just wait until your I do's. Or maybe I'll just wait until you fall asleep in drive throughs Or maybe I'll just wait until you're en route to that party. Or maybe I'll just wait until you're walking home from school. Or maybe we'll surround you while you're playing by the pool. Or maybe I just found you like that Or maybe I just tamper with the footage So it looks like I found you like that <laughs> Maybe I'm possessive Can't pull it once, you know I'm extra So I have to shoot excessive To make sure your indentation outlines The lever and the sweat ring Your baby mom's expecting But the baby of your mother wasn't expecting To get flipped in his ride Fuck justice, fuck all your marches and petitions you sign Those peaceful protests haven't given me peace of mind So I still pull up with the peace of your mind I don't guard fear, fuck your god, I'm fucking god here. <laughs>
disadvantage Because you're off white, you should have married Virgil The only ones harmed, knowing damn well We were the only ones armed Maybe I lied, and maybe you cried Innocent, while I planted something hot in your lap And maybe she tried, or maybe we bribed Some eyewitnesses go away when there's cash Paid protection, paid suspension Some colleagues do their job right But only ones they always fail to mention Stand up, don't bother, choke hold on the rest And you too will be a goner What's up a lava, swallow shots like you yoga The same ones you call on when you need a saviour The system hasn't always will be rigged in my favour So I'm going on a cruise now Later, later, later <laughs> The system hasn't always will be rigged in my favour Huh? Snapping so they know it's real Open casket so the world reveals Imagine how your parents feel R.I.P. to all my Emmett Tills Snapping so they know it's real Open casket so the world reveals Imagine how your parents feel R.I.P. to all my Emmett Tills The, the shirt says mental health mental health matters oh mental health matters okay yeah and uh are you yourself a big advocate for mental health i don't know if i don't know if advocate is the right word but i certainly um support the cause and the trying to remove the stigma uh, uh of it i grew up in a in a household where you know, I believe, and I don't know this, this hasn't been, um, this hasn't been diagnosed or anything, but I believe that one of my uncles had mental health issues, to this day still does, but back in the days, nobody really addressed that stuff, it all kind of just got ignored, and you just kind of excused it away, and perhaps if he had had some sort of treatment when he was younger, he would be he would have become a more functioning adult. I mean, he is functioning. He he goes to work every day and everything like that. But there are aspects of his personality that that don't align with, you know, normal behavior. And um, so for that reason, you know, I felt, you know, wearing the shirt was a good opportunity just to create conversation and dialogue among people that would be would see the video. Yeah, definitely. As a fan and as an advocate for mental health, uh, having a mental, a couple of mental illnesses myself, I saw the T-shirt and I was, I was happy to see that one of my uh, all-time MCs was rocking the shirt like that. So, uh, shout out to you for doing that. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and what do you think can help? Uh, break that stigma that that's still surrounding it because that stigma strong it's been there a long time i mean like you said we didn't look or uh sorry diagnose these things back in the days as much as we do now yeah and i think that's part of what made the problem larger than what it should be right but uh, uh, what do you think could uh, stop that stigma I just think education, 
uh, of people because the average person probably has somebody in their immediate family who suffers from some form of mental health issues. Yep. Um, and I think education, you know, um, some forums, maybe some workshops, things of that nature. But people have to want to be interested in it, too. You can't force people to, uh, you know, take accountability and learn about mental health issues. And most people, some of the people that suffer from things, they, they, they're not willing to admit that they do. They won't, they won't own it. They won't accept it. They will fight to the end that then that they're fine. And obviously all of that play, plays a, plays a role, but I think the best way to remove the stigma is just education and workshops and dialogue. Um, and hopefully, you know, those kind of things can continue to happen. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, that video, you said that video, uh, you wore that shirt in a music video for uh, someone else. Who was that artist, you said? Uh, who I was wearing the shirt for? Or, or who who the shirt's uh, from and who you were wearing it in the music video. Like, okay. what was it? Yeah. Uh, what was the music video? Who was it by? The, the shirt was given to me by an artist named Jay Bear, B-A-I-R. He, he um, is here. For, he's in the U.S. He's um out in the... I believe he's in Ohio, um, not Ohio, um, Pennsylvania, I believe. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Um, and you can find him on, you can find him on, um, on IG, J Bear. I think it's J Bear Picks or J underscore Bear or something like that. B A I R. Um, I'll look into it. And the video uh, is a song called Emmett Till, and it's the song by Tremendous, T R U. E. Mendes, and she's a female artist from from London, and she's been around for a while out there doing her thing. Um, and we shot a video for it, and I, and I wore the shirt. Okay, all right. And uh, me being from Canada, I'm from Ottawa originally. Uh, I know you know Spit and Image, uh, who just just dropped his uh, Arrival album. Uh, yeah, I'm on that album. Yeah, no, I know. A couple of days ago, I was I was getting to that, but uh, how, how was it working with spitting on that track, the game yeah. of hip hop? Yeah, again, uh, because of, because of modern technology, I can collaborate with an artist like that who's who lives nowhere near where I am, um, just through the advancements of technology. He sent me the beat, he emailed me the beat, I listened to the beat, I wrote my rhyme. I loaded it in Pro Tools, plugged in my mic, spit my verse, emailed my verse back to him. Like it's just that simple. And we haven't we haven't, you know, really broke bread or anything like that yet. But I'm sure down the road when when touring gets back to normal, I'm sure I'll be out that way um and get a chance to meet him and, and, and chop it up with him and you know, talk to him properly. Yeah, Spitten's a very, uh, very good guy, man. He's a very humble dude, and he and he really puts his heart into everything he does. So, uh, you and Wordsworth were both great on that album. I gotta give you both respect for the those verses you put on that album. Definitely uh, sounded like uh, you both and uh, and Spitten 
uh, had a, a fairly decent chemistry, even though you guys aren't in the same area or, or yeah. spot, like you said. But it, it seems like you guys uh, fed off each other a little bit. Yeah, chemistry is always a tricky word to use when you're not actually working with the person directly, where it's just, you know, it's through the mail. So yeah. it's, hard, it's hard to really get true chemistry that way. But it's good that the music sounds cohesive and that it makes sense that, we're, you know, what we what we did together made sense. It sounded like it belonged together. That's important, and that's that's the job of the artists that are featured is is to make sure that whatever they do fits what's going on. Right, right. And when you say fits what's going on, you mean what do you mean? Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean if an if an artist sends you his song with the beat and he's got his verse on there, you gotta you gotta you gotta take your time and listen to what the what he's rapping about. And make sure that whatever you put put down goes with what he did. You know, he's if he's rapping about, you know, mental illness, you don't want to get on there and start rapping about, you know, having sex with girls. Like it, it needs to it needs to match. It needs to match. It needs to make sense. Alright. Yeah. Alright, I see what you mean now. So this has been episode seven of season two. Featuring Master Ace, I'm your host Hanley. I just want to thank Master Ace for joining me. Uh, it's been in the works. I'm finally bringing it to you. I know everybody's been waiting for it, so here you go. To all my listeners, I hope you enjoyed. To the new ones, I hope you enjoy and tune in next week. And hope to see you again. Master Ace, go ahead and leave your link for the people. Absolutely. You can catch me on, on Twitter at Master Ace. M-A-S-T-A-A-C-E. And Master Ace Official on Facebook. Oh, and my website to get all your all your merch and your music. We got vinyl, we got CDs, we got cassettes, we got we got hats, we got shirts, we got hoodies, socks, you name it. Just go to the website, masterace.com, and pick up something today. All right, my dude, I appreciate it, man. Same here, brother. Thanks. All right, have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. Now, another joint that I've been working on in my off time. This joint is called Home in America. It's the Analog Player Society featuring myself. It's getting late, man. I want to go home. Ain't no time for debate, man, I wanna go home My mind's in the state, man, I wanna go home I'm feeling closed in, and I wanna go roam Through the cotton fields, yeah, and tobacco plants Got a fire burning in me like a jack-o'-lantern Turn, and look over your shoulders, honey My group was looking at you like you owe the money Reparations, conversations Damn, 40 acres takes a lot of patience Land of the free, home of the brave Blood of the child, soul of the slave Strange fruit, hanging from a poplar Screams so loud, it's like he's singing in the opera He wasn't guilty of the crime when they locked him up Damn shame, he could have been a doctor, bruh Shoulda, coulda, woulda, but the fact remains 
You'll always be a threat when you're black with brains They'd rather see it on the pavement This is mental enslavement Listen to me For debate, man, I wanna go home. My mind's in the state, man, I wanna go home. I'm feeling closed in, and I wanna go roam through the capital with a bunch of guys. Long guns on our shoulders and a bunch of knives. If the capital police come to tame the black beast, how much you wanna bet we lose a bunch of lives? Is this democracy or hypocrisy? It ain't justice for all as far as I can see. Justice for some Proud boy clutching his gun Is less threatening than the black man In touch with his son It's sad Cause they look at me and they see a threat And it just rolls like the mold on a chia pet And it's all by design Do you see it yet? I can fight for this land I can be a vet It wouldn't matter one bit in the scheme of things My equality was drowned in the sea of dreams Land of the free Home of the slave Screams of a child Blood on the grave Sound. It's the place where justice lives For every man 